0: Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. What's up guys and welcome to today's episode. So if you're a client of mine or not, I just want to say I know that I'm asking you to believe things that you don't have proof for and it can be very uncomfortable. Like just know that if you're uncomfortable and your brain is like throwing up the fear signals and the discomfort and the confusion, you're on the right path. Okay, I promise you. Then I just want to tell you a story before I get going. So I'm currently only taking clients for my Making Meaningful Income program. I know I want to do this program. It's why I got into coaching. And this program really is what I want for the rest of my life. As of right now, this is what I want to spend the rest of my career doing is helping people really understand that they can do whatever they want and make money doing it and live a life that's so much bigger than they're allowing themselves to live. But right now I'm in the river of misery where I don't fully agree, like believe 100% all the time that I can get my clients the results that they want. And I have to believe that I can before I have proof for it. And it's very uncomfortable. And I'm asking you guys to do the same thing with your lives and with the results you want and to believe in yourselves. And it's just been so uncomfortable the last couple of weeks. It's been very difficult for me. I've been pretty alone in my apartment, which is exactly why I moved here, because I think I need to spend time alone experiencing this exact belief situation that I'm going through, but it's been really hard. My mind has wanted to give up so many times. I've wanted to switch niches again and like get back to general coaching where I know I can find clients pretty easily and make uh, pretty good money, but I'm not going to do it. I have to believe when I don't have evidence, and I have to believe especially when I am trying so hard to not believe in myself. So I'm asking you guys to do the same for yourselves, please. And today we're going to talk about the cost of not doing that. So, with no further ado, this is the cost of saying no to yourself. So, before I dive too deep into the dangers of saying no to yourself, I want to explain what I mean by that. When you say no to yourself, what you're doing is not going after what you really want. Like what that small voice in your head is telling you, even though the bigger voice is saying to be scared and not do it. It's when we play it small and say in jobs we hate, relationships we're not happy in, live in places we don't want to be, all just to protect ourselves from negative emotion. And because we don't believe that what we want is actually possible. So that's what I mean by playing it small. And you guys will know if you're playing it small or not. Like you just know if you're doing that. I don't have to explain it any more than that. So if you're playing it small right now in your life, this is the dangers of doing that. For one, typically when we play it small, we hate our job. I know tons of people in my life. In fact, most of the people I know that are in the workforce are currently just tolerating their work not creating anything meaningful that they define as meaningful into the world. And the whole world is truly losing out on what they could be adding to the world. Like really think about it. The one story that comes to mind for me that really stuck was Jim Carrey. There's a video online of him a long time ago. I saw it of him talking about his dad and how his dad was like this guy who joked and was awesome and had this big personality. And obviously you can see that Jim Carrey got that from his dad. And he said his dad did this menial work his whole life that he knew he didn't like. And he just wasn't a happy guy. And Jim Carrey said some kind of remark about, could you imagine if my dad would have believed in himself as much as I believed in myself? And it just really resonated with me. Like the cost of saying no to what you really want out of fear or disbelief is everything. Imagine all the people you can affect if you decide to go to work doing something you care about. All the lives that would be changed that wouldn't have been changed if you stayed in the job you hated out of fear and a false sense of security. The next part of saying no to yourself, the next cost is not feeling good. It sucks to live in a life that you're not happy with. And I'm not saying that happiness is the goal, but I am saying that it's a byproduct of doing something meaningful and making your life about more than yourself and getting over your fear. And when we're happy is a byproduct of living a meaningful and big life, we end up creating better lives for ourselves, the people around us, and the people that we come in contact with every day. Imagine how you'd show up as a brother or a sister or a mom or a father or as an employee or as an employer if you were happy with what you were doing instead of feeling trapped in a life that wasn't what you wanted. When we say no to ourselves, we don't allow ourselves to go for it. We don't learn what could be if we would actually just get over our fear and believe in ourselves. Like imagine all of the dreams that you have. Imagine if just one of them came true. Right? Imagine if you didn't have to spend 40 hours a week in a job that you feel stuck in, and instead you could spend 30 creating something you really wanted in the world, and you could be getting paid more to do it. What if you had to work 60 hours instead of 40, but the work you did was actually important to you? When we don't leave an impact on the world because we're scared, it's truly an act of selfishness. The world needs what only you specifically can provide. As simple as it seems to you, whatever it is that you could provide You have a calling for a reason. We all have these natural desires and we have to numb over them when we're living away from them and we're trying to avoid the fear of going after them. What could you be adding to the table? I had somebody on one of my TikTok lives the other day who said she wants to repair jewelry. And she's like, is this like a worthy thing? Could I do this? I'm like, of course you can. Like, imagine if you taught a million people how to look for like fake jewelry or stuff like that. You'll save all sorts of headache and suffering. You could like repair somebody's grandmother's ring that would mean so much to them and then they could wear it on their finger. Like think of all of the lives you could change by pursuing that interest and helping others with it in a meaningful way as opposed to being stuck as like a server somewhere, hating your job. And again, not that all service jobs are bad at all. I was a server for a while, but it is bad when you know that you're supposed to be doing something else. When we play it small, we end up numbing our lives so we can tolerate lives that we're unhappy with. In the book, Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield, he defines the difference between artists and addicts. He says, the addict is the amateur. The artist is the professional. Both addict and artist are dealing with the same material, which is the pain of being human and the struggle against self-sabotage. But the addict slash amateur and the artist slash professional deal with these elements in fundamentally different ways. When I say addiction, by the way, I'm not referring only to the serious clinical maladies of alcoholism, drug dependence, domestic abuse, and so forth. Web surfing counts too. So do compulsive texting, sexting, twittering, and facebooking, distractions, displacement activities. When we're living as amateurs, we're running away from our calling, meaning our work, our destiny, the obligation to become our truest and highest selves. I love how he talks about this. And when we say no to ourselves and we don't play it big and we don't go after what we want, we end up having to numb and become addicts in some form, as opposed to being professionals who actually experience and make creation from their suffering. When we say no to ourselves, we create the exact opposite example for our loved ones that we're intending on creating by playing it safe. I have people come to me in consults and on TikTok lives all the time and tell me that the reason they're staying in the job they hate is in order to support their family. And I ask them, what kind of support are you demonstrating for your family? Would you like your kids to spend their entire life in a job they hate so they can barely make ends meet? Is that the kind of support you're referring to? Or the support that you shouldn't believe in yourself and you shouldn't go after what you want because it's dangerous and danger is bad and you should live a very small life to avoid all negative emotion? Is that the support that you're referring to? When we play it small, we teach others in our life they should also play it small. And we inadvertently try to hold others back from creating big lives. We're like lobsters in the boiling pot pulling each other back down to our death. And that to me is not the kind of support I want to demonstrate for my family and loved ones. When you play it small, you do things that you hate. And I want to quote Jordan Peterson here. He says, don't do things you hate. I don't mean don't do difficult things. I mean, watch your behavior. If you're doing things that make you hate yourself, then consider the cost of continuing. I've worked at jobs before where I was asked to do things I didn't agree with, and I did them. And I can tell you the cost of doing things like that far outweighs the benefit of whatever pay I was receiving at the time. Don't do things you hate. Don't do things that make you weak. When you say no to yourself, you never find out what you're actually capable of, and you never find out how good it could be living a life that you actually want. In the coaching world, when we ask clients what's the worst thing that could happen when they're considering going after a goal, they say, well, they could fail or they could be rejected. And we usually reply with this response. It's great. We say, well, right now you're failing yourself and you're rejecting yourself ahead of time. You're guaranteeing you fail. You're already living the worst that could happen. And finally, when you say no to yourself, you don't allow yourself to experience everything that life has to offer, the good and the bad. When you say no to yourself, you're doing so in order to avoid the bad in life and the negative. And in doing so, you're forced to live a very small life full of negative emotion. It's really funny, when we actually invite negative emotion in and we allow it as a normal part of life, our lives get a lot less negative. And in trying to resist, avoid, numb negative emotion, our lives are filled with suffering that's unnecessary. So I want you to take a second to imagine if you were in a life that was big, full of negative emotions and positive emotions. You were doing something you really wanted to do to leave a real impact on the world, your own impact. You decide what to create in a way that nobody else could ever create. You don't spend any time doing things that you hate or that make you weak, but you spend a lot of time doing things that are uncomfortable and courageous. Nietzsche says that he who has a why can bear almost any how. Viktor Frankl says that in some ways, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning, like the meaning of a sacrifice. It's not an easy life creating something we find valuable into the world, but it's a far easier life than not going after what we want and having to numb over the lives that we hate. Never confuse security with nobility. True nobility comes from voluntarily and courageously confronting the thing that we least want to confront. For the things that you need the most will be found in the places that you're least willing to look. The caterpillar must build its own tomb before emerging as a butterfly. And the phoenix can only rise from the ashes of its old dead form. Never underestimate the cost of playing it small. For a small life leads to bitterness, resentment, and hatred of life itself. When we ignore our calling in order to pursue comfort, we become the exact kind of person that we're trying to avoid becoming. We risk everything and we act like we're playing it safe. We remain fools forever instead of becoming the heroes we're destined to be. Go out into the world, fail, take risks, experience every emotion and do it courageously. Courage doesn't feel good, but it's in the discomfort where real growth takes place. This is the kind of growth that moves you toward the North Star pointing you towards deep meaning in your life. And that growth is far better than false pleasure and comfort could ever be. This is the purpose of life. This is the hero's journey. Say no to the call to what you could become is the biggest sacrifice you could ever make. Don't be someone who makes it carelessly. Don't say no to yourself. All right, so I have to just add on here, like that is not my normal style, but I love this episode. Um, This is amazing. Please re-listen to this like over and over when you have doubt towards yourself and remember the real cost of stopping and quitting on yourself. Failing ahead of time and trying to avoid uncomfortable emotions is the exact way you live a life that you hate. You are capable. You are strong. You can feel any emotion and you can achieve any goal that you set your mind to. Never underestimate how powerful you are and how strong your brain can be in creating the results you want. I believe in you a thousand percent and I can't wait to see what type of hero you'll become. Thank you. I'll see you next week.